Episode 50, Stimulus Money. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, sometimes miniatures. Well, last week it was miniatures, tabletops, and RPGs. Last week we did out about it, but mainly about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and my co-host with me this week is... Chris. And welcome back, Chris. All right, so another week. Uh, Oh, did I say episode 50? This is episode 50. Episode 5-0. That's crazy. Two more weeks, and... We'll be at a year. It's kind of crazy. I've seen some Instagram and Facebook like history, and I was seeing the photos of us uh, pre-recording the first three episodes because we yeah we re-recorded them all together like over anyway and then released them all yeah so we released with three episodes on and uh, a memory popped up of us recording the first one so fun that was kind of crazy fun so. times when we were young and kids so such such when we could yes. go outside yes <laughs> socialize. Oh, so yeah, so that's still going on for those listening maybe years from now. Uh, we have the, the the social distancing, the quarantine, if you will. Well, I guess by definition, this is a quarantine. Yeah. Uh, so that's going on, but uh, that will not hamper our spirits. We're here recording remotely, and uh, we've played quite a few games this last week, and we've got some uh, Kickstarters we're pretty excited about that we're going to talk about. And uh, yeah, so let's start off at the top, though, Chris. Talk about our gaming goals. So uh, I know if, if people didn't catch last week, your your phone, uh, your phone crapped out, and you lost all your your stats for your PG stats. Yes. But now that you kind of quote unquote started over, how uh, how's this last week gone? Oh, last week's good. We're we're Jamie and I are averaging uh, some good three to four games played a week. I'm. Uh, doing a good job on the goal still um the remodeling's going on so the goal of inventorying and cataloging all the games is not there yet i actually had to box up a bunch and it's in storage so about half the collection is in the storage as i'm uh, sharing the house uh showing the house yep got another showing tomorrow morning so hopefully hopefully get some offers and stuff like that so we can get this all going on yeah so, of course, that goal is not there. And uh, with this quarantine going on, the whole game day goal. So 50% of my goals are on hold right now until further notice, <laughs> until the remodel and the quarantine's done. But the other the other ga- uh, goals of getting out and shrink wrapping, uh, getting out of shrink wrap, uh, the games crush that. Still do that again. Uh, pulled out. Uh, uh, the game we'll be talking about here shortly of Dice Forge and pull Ooh. that out and unshrink that, and wrap that this week. And then um, so, yeah, just hitting we're averaging about three to four games a week uh, of, of play. That does not include RPGs. <laughs> oh, that's not yeah. like Dungeon Dragon. Yeah, that's no, not, that okay. does. That's just board games. Those are board game goals. And so we're averaging two to three adventures a, a week. So, wow. yeah, the, the boys love it. We played last night. And they're already like, hey, when we can play again? So we may be playing tonight <laughs> or tomorrow night, one of the oh, two. that's great. Yep. Oh, that's great. Yes. That's great. So I, yeah, and I've got, uh, when we talk about what's on our table, I'll talk about an upcoming event that we're going to be doing. Uh, going to be kind of prelude to a, a interesting new thing that we've never done as a family before. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's called a tease for those that people out there. That is a tease. So stay <laughs> tuned here in a few that minutes. And hey, you got plenty of time because all the schools just <laughs> today got done for the rest of the, the school year. School's out for summer. And who knows what's going to happen this summer, too. So yeah. we'll we'll see. Still might have to do a little distancing. So even activities, you know, sports, those kind of things might be out the window. And I guess you just open the window, get some nice air in while well, you can still play games, right? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, for me, my gaming goals um going pretty well. We've actually did get quite a few games in this last week. It was Emily's birthday this week. Happy birthday to her. Happy birthday, Emily. And uh, uh, sh- she decided to play Carcassonne. Oops, that, not the spoil what we playing this week. So we got some games in. Uh, so I'm up to a 143 games played. Nice. And 47 of them are unique. So got quite a few games in this last week. A uh, little busy, really... Really busy from last week when we recorded to this week. Just so busy at work. I think I put in close to 50 to 53 hours, I think, is what I end up putting in. Like, multiple nights of working past midnight kind of oh, nights. Oh, yeah. And and that's after a full day, working from 7 all the way up to 4.30 and then logging off and get back on at night. It's been crazy. So, haven't... Even through all that, we still got some games in over the weekend and during the week, so... uh Pretty excited about that. Talk about some of those. Uh, speaking of which, let's just roll into it. Let's talk about what's been our table. So uh, I'm going to go first. So we could do this a little back and forth or something. Absolutely. Uh, since last week, last Friday, uh, we played Arboretum. Have you heard of that game? Yes, I have, but I've never uh, got it on the table. I do not own it, but I've heard of it. Um, heard it's pretty good. Yeah, it's one of those games that I feel like I see on BGG yeah. or see on people's lists or pictures, but I've never looked into it and like, what is this? Well, we we got it from the Deltan. They're renting out. Uh, for those that know, you know, Joe's been on the on the podcast before. The Deltan is a pop up board game, and they have a collection. And uh, they normally go to breweries, so right now they can't do that and restaurants. Uh, so he's been doing renting. So he's been renting out his games. So we've done that the last couple weeks. Shout out to Joe and the Deltan. If you live in Central Iowa. And this is totally free advertisement for it. But if you live in Iowa, Central Iowa, reach out, find them uh, fairly cheap, and they'll deliver games right to your front door, and you get them for a week. It's pretty sweet. That is cool. Yeah. So one of the games was Arboretum. This is a card game about trees, thus Mm -hmm. the name about Arboretum. And the artworks is just, it's beautiful. Like every card is trees, and they're cool colors. And the idea is you're, you're trying to lay out a path of trees so you're creating like ideal paths and they they have to be in like numerical order to score them and you get bonuses if you have like the one and the eight because all the tree the suits if you will the tree suits all the different kinds of trees uh have only a one through eight and so it kind of reminds me of uh, lost cities where you kind of you draw one either from one of the discard piles that are public or from uh, from the middle of the face down deck and then you have to play a card and then discard a card so you always get two cards and always play one and discard one on your turn and so it's kind of one of those really hard things just like lost cities as you know sometimes you have to discard a card that you're like trying to hold on to like a seven or something because you're like i want to play this later but you have to discard it now because you don't want to discard this to help them that kind of situation and it's really interesting because the path doesn't necessarily have to be of the same species. It just has to start. So at the end of the game, you score each one of the species, and only one of the players can score one of the species depending on the highest number of cards of that species left in their hand. 
Did you get that? That makes yeah, sense? I got some of it. <laughs> and it's so, like, if I have the most of the willow, like, if I have right. the highest value of willow in my hand at the end of the game, I get to score the willow paths. So I look at my my collection, because it's, you place cards down kind of in a side-by-side, like a like a grid fashion. I look at my lowest willow, for example, and I follow the path to my highest willow, and they have to go in numerical order. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be one, two, three, four. You can go one, three, five, seven, whatever, but you can use other tree cards. So you can set up these cool paths where you have a bunch of low ones that go through other ones, and you can combo a bunch. It's it's pretty cool. It's kind of puzzly. Uh, it's really interesting, and there's a lot of strategy with the scoring because if you have the eight of the one in the end, well, somebody has a one, it cancels out your eight. So you can't just hold on the eights and guarantee the score all the paths, right? So there's all the strategy and give and take, and the game goes until you go through the whole deck, so you know all the cards are out. Uh, it's interesting. I, I kind of liked it. Very puzzly, and the artwork's beautiful, and the mechanics are actually fairly easy, but it definitely gives me a Lost Cities vibe, but with a yeah. little more strategy. Uh, a little more puzzling as as well. And trees. So, yeah, and trees. <laughs> and trees. And really good artwork. It's beautiful. And it, it scales really well. It scales by taking out certain amounts of trees out of it. So if you play a two-player game, I think you get six trees or something. And then like a three-player, there's seven. And a four-player, there's eight trees and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, great game. Arboretum. Uh, check it out. Easy, fast, plays well two to four players, I think. I would have to look it up. But... Um, Really enjoyed it. So that was Arboretum. Nice. What was on your table? Well, I started off the week with actually playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it's actually Adventures in Middle Earth, uh, for fifth edition. Uh, okay. Rules used with uh, Marty and Tony of Rolling oh. Dice and Taken Names. So I've supported Ooh. them. Those I like those guys. If you haven't listened to the Rolling Dice and Taken Names podcast, they do a great job. They've been out. Just for, listen to ours first. Yeah. And listen, no, I'm yeah. Kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Check it out. No, they, they're great guys. Oh, yeah. They have, a really, they have a really good podcast. They really do. They've done it for a while, about seven or so years now, and uh, really fabulous. So I, I support them, listen to them. And one of the things is there's a few of us got to uh, play uh, a D&D session with them, Adventures in Middle Earth. And so we did that Sunday morning at uh, bright and early 6 a.m. Oh, gosh. <laughs> did it for three hours. They uh, they had three sessions with the, the different people. And the session I had was, excuse me, Saturday morning, not Sunday morning, Saturday morning at uh, 6 a.m. So I uh, got on there and played that with them. Tony uh, Dungeon Mastered and Marty was part of the uh, part of the crew, the group. And we uh, we adventured in Middle Earth a little right oh, around the Misty cool. Mouse. It was fun. It's a, it's a little different rule set, a uh, setting, excuse me, uh, than Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it's, it's, sure. It's Middle Earth. Lord of the Rings. Yep, Lord yeah. of the Rings. So if you like Lord of the Rings, but it uses the fifth edition rules, which I really like for Dungeons and Dragons. I've played since first edition, and that's uh, this is what my favorite rule set. So for that oh, sounds like fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, then, plus you got to meet cool guys. Right? Yeah, we, they are. Cool. I guess we met them last year, yep. right? At Origins. Yeah, yep. We talked but. to them at Origins and then Gen Con again, and really good guys, really good guys. So um, that was very fun. Then I played some more adventuring with with the boys, uh, with the the little uh, one shots we're doing. Uh, played one last night uh, again, and uh, one the other day, and they're wanting to play again this weekend. And uh, <laughs> it's 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 fun. They're really enjoying it. Love the storytelling, theater of the mind type kind of games. So, 
And you're DMing all yes. those? Yes, I did. Gabe has been doing some. I did the one last night again. So we, he and I have been handing it off. So I was the dungeon master last night describing the, the tale and uh, they uh, – they adventured to an old ice, ice ruined, uh, arcane, um, arcane type background. There's, uh, uh, some, some ice, uh, methods, which are like, uh, pixie types, uh, yeah, magical, um, ice, like uh, elemental, kind of elemental type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they were opening a gate to another plane and they drew a dragon in. So the, the guys had to stop the, <laughs> stop the gates and to defeat the dragon and, and save the day. And it was, it was pretty fun. They enjoyed it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. Cool. So love doing it. Nice. Uh, another game I played this week was lock up a role player's tale. So, you know, role player, right? The other yes. works games. Um, I don't, have you played that? I don't recall. No, Call to Adventure is the one I did, but we did not get role player out. Uh, Call to Adventure is actually uh, uh, different. Right, different that's a company. different game. Right, it, true, correct. I was just thinking um, of of that uh, build your sure. character storytelling RPG, RPG type game. Yeah, it's the yeah. same kind of lines with role yeah. player, but it's a little more dicey and less storytelling than uh, than than Call to Adventure. Role player, it's more like. I don't know, but it's interesting. But there's the same; uh, it's the same universe as Cartographers, which is super popular. Yep. It's so good, so good. Uh, Cartographers is probably one of my favorite rolling rights outside of Twice as Clever. I guess it's a flipping right, but it's right. so good, so good. Check it out if you haven't played it. Uh, but also in the same universe is Lockup. In this, you're you're playing one of the different monster species or whatever you know what i'm talking about yeah. so like there's the dragon kin and oh, i don't yeah. remember goblin people and there's all these different species of of uh of monsters in this universe and they they show up in the other games too like role player your characters you can get one of those species or races which is pretty cool so in this game uh you're actually locked up in a prison uh so nice. uh the, the whole goal of the game is in six days the king is coming and whoever has the mightiest reputation can vie for fighting in the arena to win your freedom that's the whole point of the game and so uh, starting on day one, you have six days to try to gain your reputation of being the fiercest and the biggest and baddest in the in the dungeon, in the prison. That's the point of the game. And so you do that by you have a crew, and it's when it boils down to it, it's just an area control game. So there's the areas of the different dungeon, and they all give you special abilities. Like one allows you to draw of a certain resource. Yeah. Oh, resource. So each one of the places will give you a different kind of resources. And so you take turns, everybody placing their guys out, and some can be placed and hidden, and they're different values. And uh, some have some twists, like lookouts don't have value, but lookouts allow you to not get... Uh, uh, get heat or uh, I forget what the word is, uh, but basically get attention from the guards and stuff like that. So uh, everybody goes around placing in one of the ones. And then at, after everybody's placed or passed, you go through each of the areas and flip and see who has the most rep- reputation basically or most influence in the area and then they get to take the action which really cool is some of the areas have like first second third so you're guaranteed to get stuff some don't it's like first place gets this and nobody else does but if you don't get anything get to go to the library which gives you some cool one-off cards that allow you to do stuff uh, throughout the game so you're doing all these resources to buy items and to uh essentially hire 
uh, thugs, <laughs> and the thugs give you other things. And, and all, all these, there's goals that give you victory points. These items give you victory points. These thugs give you victory points. And so you're just getting victory points from all of these different places. You know, you're getting like 50 to 100 victory points kind of scenario. Um, and that's basically it. So once the sixth day comes along, whoever has the most victory points or reputation uh, wins the game. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, it's not very complicated. It looks comp. It's one of those games that not complicated, but looks complicated, kind of like role player. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I like the theme. I like how it flows. Two players was okay. I mean, there's a two player side of the board. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. I think it'd be a really good, really, really good four player game. Uh, you know my thoughts on three player uh, area control games, <laughs> but it doesn't usually play very well. But I think it'd be really cool, and th- it's just the components are great. I mean, great artwork. It's Thunderworks games, like all their oh, games yeah. have been solid up to this point. And this is just yet another entry into the series. So that's lock up a role player tale, a game where you get to be in prison, and try to be the biggest and baddest person. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Any other games on your list, Chris? Yeah, we we pulled out Dice Forge again, and this is like I said, one of the first games that uh, Jimmy played with you and I. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is the very right. first one. So it's it's yeah, it literally a year ago, just almost coming. It was in May, so almost a year ago we played this with her. Yeah, we played my copy, I believe. Yep, your I copy. Think you had it. I had it uh, in shrink wrap, which we busted it out. So that was one <laughs> pulling off the shrink wrap. And um, it, we Did played. Did you have to reread the rules? Because <laughs> oh my, oh those my rules, gosh, man! And had to search the internet how to set it up. <laughs> Just a valid. Oh, I know. Yeah, the, the BGG for it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So so nice, and thankfully, a love that they have that uh, um, game board box accessory where you can put everything in there and it's all ready to go for the next time we play so but that first initial setup is very confusing but it's a fun game um we played it two player and jamie was like you know i uh she was like it should be she was very excited this she loved dice forge loved dice forge and she's like you know since i played uh other games now this one isn't as high on my list as a favorite Uh (laughs) as it was so so it's it dropped down on hers. So anyway, but it's a fun game. Uh, two players a little different than than three or four players. It so, definitely is. So it's uh, this is definitely a game that's not well suited for two players in in our initial opinion. But it is a very fun game. Love it. Yeah, it can play to two players. I, I kind of had the same where I just didn't feel like it played the same yeah, having it, played more than nope. two. Because Emily and I have played it two players as well, and it's 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 not bad. It's just it's okay. Right, exactly. It's okay. That's what we thought. So, but and you're right. The setup is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once you unbox yours, be thankful when it's uh, the first initial setup, and it's all good from there. So got to go through the pain once. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Still yeah. a good game. Great yes. artwork and yes. component qualities, for sure. Uh, last game I'm going to talk about is uh, we played Raiders of the North Sea on Tabletop Simulator. Oh, nice. Uh, played that with Corey and his brother, BG. We played it over lunch, um, which worked out pretty well, I think. Nice. Uh, really liked it. it it's a great worker placement game, and I think Corey, after like a couple turns in, when he kind of got the flow of the worker, he's like, uh, "I really like this. I gotta get this into the. I gotta get this in into the into the um, in the collection." Yeah, and, his physical copy. You know, yeah, and uh, I did play with Emily too. We played the physical copy as well, and it plays just as well at two players as three players. Good. Like, 
it really didn't feel like there was much of a difference other than maybe a little more competition. But even then, the competition, it didn't feel that much different than two players. Uh, both both ways, just it played really well at both player counts. So highly recommend this game. Fun worker placement game. And it's kind of unique because it's a worker placement game where you always have a worker starting out on your turn. And you place the worker on an empty spot. You take its action. And then your next thing is you take a worker off the board and take the action of the place you took it from but you can't take it from the same place you placed it oh yeah so and so things just keep moving around there's also three different color of workers so you got the they're they're sorry not workers they're raiders right they're vikings raiders. Sure. um and and there's certain spots on the board where you get different benefits either bad or good depending on the color of the worker you place and oh, i'm sorry raiders uh and in some places you can't even place it there if, if if you don't have a certain color so there's one spot where you can go uh raid so there's two parts you have your village where you're gaining resources and then the rest of the board is is spots or cities that you can raid right so a lot of it you're building up to try to get resources like uh, food and coins and stuff, the higher your crew, and then you're going out and raiding. So most of the board's raiding. So you go to these spots and you're going to raid this cathedral, for example. You put a dude on there, you do your fight, you roll, you see how much uh, how much power you have, and then you get the resources, and then you get a worker, sorry, a raider <laughs> from that spot. And that, that spot is usually a different color, like an upgraded um, higher. And so that's... That's how it flows in the new colors of workers into the game. But there's only spots that you can only place oh, the the white uh, raider, for example. So there's a couple spots in the village. If you put a, the white raider there, you can get a piece of gold. Or you can get more, co- uh, more food. Or you can go raid a more uh, harder spot. You know, a fortress, for example. So I thought that was really interesting. Um Kind of a nice twist on the worker placement, the the place one, take one, which I have never seen that in a worker placement game. And definitely added some strategy because you're having to watch the person before and you're like, okay, where where are you going to put that worker? Where are you going to take that worker? Because whatever they pick up will open a space for you to put your worker in, right? And uh, sometimes it's limited, but really interesting. I really like it. Good balancing, good card, good artwork, been a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it's a good raider placement game. (laughs) <laughs> raiders of the north of sea that's i guess that's why they call it raiders of the yeah north sea. it's not workers of the north sea it's raiders of the north sea <laughs> yeah exactly so nice twist anyway so we play that on tabletop and physical highly Fun. recommend it so uh we should we should be able to play it. it it played about an hour and a half that was me teaching it and us playing it for the first time so um once you got going it got quick so Good. Anyway, check it out. Rangers yeah. of the North Sea. Great game by Renegade Games, I think. Yes, Renegade Games. I like them. They got some good games out there. Bargain they Quest, really Terror from Below. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to get Bargain Quest. Yeah. yeah so and I backed I. I backed their uh, architect or their newest ones. I forgot what it's called. Viscounts? Oh. Of, yeah. of the West Kingdom or whatever. Yes, I there's Architects that and, of the West Kingdom or Architects yep, of the Kingdom. Yep. And Paladins. And Paladins. Yep. I have yep. Architects. Yep. Cool. So. Awesome. Any other yep. games on your list that you played this week? Well, um, little pr- not. Uh, we're getting ready. We're actually organizing it today to do this tomorrow. This is what I was preluding about. We're gonna do uh, host a murder mystery dinner with all of the kids. 
So oh. Grace, uh, Grace is our uh, senior daughter, and unfortunately, she doesn't get to do the school play this year and uh, graduation and um, that kind of bit is still up in the oh, air. Yeah, what she's a do senior, that. She's isn't the senior, she? yeah. So oh, she's man. in play. She's in theater. She's going to go to Iowa State for uh, graphic arts and illustration emphasis this next year. But she uh, she's looking forward to doing theater up there at Iowa State, and she loves that. So she was really bummed that the the um, spring play is canceled. So we uh, Jamie and I came up. Uh, she came up with this idea, and we're organizing it. Uh, we're going to do one of those host a murder mystery, and there's some free uh, free kits and stuff online where you can just they've organized some some uh, stuff for the family and there's some ones that they've done it for younger kids as well too but uh we're uh we're organizing it so we're gonna do a little uh little play acting murder mystery uh game tomorrow night so that's how uh, we're hosting that for oh, for dinner fun. so yeah so we're gonna we're interested like okay so we talked to grace today and i'm like hey babe what do you think i know you're you're bummed and we're bummed that you don't get to do your senior play but would you want to do one with the family tomorrow? And so, yeah, we're we're uh, printing off the characters so they everybody has a heads up and the invitation to come to dinner tomorrow. And it's it's going to be fun. It's it sounds really cool. I've never done any of these before, but Jimmy and I are like, hey, what the heck? Well, we've got uh, nine nine of us, so <laughs> we're like, well, <laughs> what can we do fun for Grace? So we're going to do a oh, host of so murder cool. mystery too. Yep. So we're going to, so oh, next cool. week or next time a podcast, we'll have a report on uh, if it's uh, how fun it was or if it totally bombed. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it'll be fun. I think it's one of those things though. It's only as fun as you make it. Absolutely. But, uh... Yeah, you know, with all the kids and all the people, at least I'm sure at least a few people should have some fun. You know, I think so. I think so. We've got dinner planned and special this, and there's you know, it's it's we're yeah. So we'll see. Several of the kids like to role play. This is an actual where they do do some live live action, <laughs> some larping live action role playing. Oh so, man, yeah, just that's cool. Yeah, no padded swords though. No, yeah. no larping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no larping allowed. Well, somebody has to die, though. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. That's uh, that's what's been on our table this yeah. week. So uh, we're coming up to about the 26-minute mark here. So uh, let's. I know there was a couple of Kickstarters that we've been excited about uh, to talk about. Um, so the probably the biggest one right going on right now is Frosthaven, yeah. uh, the 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 successor of uh, Gloomhaven. Uh, which is, I think, still the number one board game on BGG ranked uh, board yep. game geek. That it is. Um, and we've we've played a few scenarios. I think we played through the first main like story arc, and we need to get back to the table. And actually, we had stuff planned. We I did. Think we had we had a we had stuff planned, and then the whole quarantine happened, and so now we can't do it. Uh, it is what it is. Yep. It is what it is. But uh, we'll get that to the tail eventually. But Frosthaven came out, and I think they raised something like $4 million in the first day. Yes. Just absolutely nuts. I think, I, what is it up to now? I haven't checked. $7.8 million. <laughs> as I have my pinky finger in the side of my mouth. Little, That's crazy. Yep. 
Uh, and it looks like he's improving kind of stuff. Uh, I re- I'm really impressed with Isaac Childress. I, I think he's heard some of the, the community and some of the, the feedback, I think, oh, yeah. from Gloomhaven. A couple things I really like that he's doing different than Gloomhaven. Uh, one, uh, no special add-ons, uh, no exclusive content for the Kickstarter. There's no stretch goals, no nothing with this one. So you're not getting extra stuff or missing out of stuff you don't get on the Kickstarter. I really like it. But yeah, he is so adding like. some bundles so you can get like the the voiceover i forgot what they talk talk about and but all that is available even if you get it not in the kickstarter which i appreciate you just i think you get like a discount like a 20 percent discount right. on those things right yep uh so he's not doing stretch goals I, I i really appreciate that he's doing a uh every day he's doing an update and bringing special news which is really cool so he's bringing guest developers uh, he's releasing new news. Like one of the big news was that it might be in the same war, uh, the same universe as Dark Tower. Did you see that? No, I haven't read that one yet. So the Dark Tower makes an appearance in Frosthaven because <laughs> you know he helped co uh, develop some of Dark Tower for uh, for Restoration Games. Yeah, uh, him and Rob Davio. Um, he is. And this was just released today, quote unquote, borrowing. He's using uh, f- for like stickers and all that stuff and for a uh, campaign. I think one of the biggest complaints is you have that big spiral notebook for all the campaigns and scenarios, if you recall, and you choose your next path. So there's a lot of choose your own adventure type stuff. It's like, hey, do you want to go down this path or this path? And depending on that, goes down to a different scenario. Well, there's really hard to kind of track where you are and what you've done. So. For a lot of that unlockable stuff, he is uh, taking a page out of Pandemic Legacy. And Chris, I don't think you've played Pandemic Legacy. No, I have but not. They have these big uh, boards or big cardboard things. I would call them like advent calendars. They have numbers oh. on them. They advent. And so they're like pre-punched out kind of. And so you like pull the tab open and then there's something in there. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, about? yeah, exactly. That's what Pandemic Legacy did. So it'll be like, hey, open 32. So you open 32, and there's a new sticker that you pull off the sticker, and that tells you what to do with it, and there's a maybe a rule card or some more cards and stuff like that. He's doing the same thing with Frosthaven, which I extremely appreciate, because that works so much better. Uh, and just some stuff like that. So he's just improving it. You can actually build. There's like some city building uh, involved with it, which is kind of kind of new yeah. and stuff so uh anyway all that to say i'm really excited about it uh more gloomhaven plus some uh, additional benefits and, and and improvements to how the the campaign part or the the legacy part of it uh pans out so um hey pandemic legacy personally i think is one of the best legacy games so might as well take from it right borrow Absolutely. from what works best so they're doing something right yeah yeah, so uh, really excited about that, but I think we both uh, backed that. There's a couple others, Onk from yeah. Simon. It's uh, What's-His-Face's uh, third game of the series. You had Blood Rage, which is one of your personal favorites, Rising Sun, and uh, this one. This is the third one of that trilogy. Um, did you back it? No, I have not backed Onk. Um, that's one thing. Right now, we're the remodel on the house and things like that. So I'm very uh, stimulus check. Yes. No, <laughs> haven't got that. Uh, don't, oh, you haven't. Don't know if I will. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I checked online my my reward or, or my check or whatever that app is with the and it's the, they don't have the information. So I don't know. We'll see. 
But yeah, but uh, I'm sure some people will or are. But yeah, no, that's uh, looking. I'm looking at that. Uh, but also, <sighs> what what is uh, what's kind of tearing me apart is Kemet is uh, being remade. Mm. Uh, Blood and Sand, I want to say it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's make, basically yeah, two So I'm like, wow, Egyptian game. I'm. I mean, I was really interested in getting Kemet in the first place. Then uh, mm-hmm. they they did a 1.5 version rules, and now they're actually mm-hmm. going straight to 2.0 mm-hmm. and doing that. So I'm like, oh, I may get that. I know. I'm just not thrilled about the Ankh. I mean, right. the board looks okay, and it's Simon. I just Simon's Kickstarters drive me crazy, and I just don't want to support it personally speaking. Uh, and the rules where like you get player elimination in Ankh, where the last place player and the second place player like team up and control the big statue at the end to fight the person in first place it's kind of weird yeah i don't know i'm sure it's fun but it just doesn't necessarily interest me a whole lot but right uh, if it was not Simon, i'd seriously think about it yeah there's some uh still question marks of what's going on with Simon. yeah even outside the financial stuff right. it's just i just don't like how they approach the kickstarters where they throw all these extra goodies and yes. accessories and it's going to be kickstarter only it's like Okay, they'll nickel and dime you 20, 30, 40, 50 to get all this Kickstarter exclusive stuff that you can only get it then, right? You know, right. same with Rise, uh, Blood Rage, right? I yep. could get Blood Rage, but there's so many extra stuff that I can't even get now because I didn't back it back then. And uh, you have it, but at the same time, um, it was still kind of a crapshoot. You don't know how much you're going to like Blood Rage, right? Right. And, and that's a big investment. And I agree with you 100%. And that's what has uh, kind of steered me away from some of those type of Kickstarters and, and more into like liking what uh, uh, Isaac Childress did and these other companies that are like, hey, here's the game. Um, here's a bundle with the expansions. Here's, I mean, here's like, hey, they come up with expansions. Yeah. Here's the expansion. Here's the base game and expansions if you want to bundle it and that kind of bit. Yeah. And just because one of the things I hate about just jumping on a little tangent right here with the Kickstarter is when you back something, then you get the uh, the survey and they have all these items you can add ons and all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, did I get that in my pledge? Um, do I this? It that gets kind confusing. of stuff. It gets really confusing because, yeah, I have to go back and write everything out what's in my pledge and go and check is this add-on needed oh it's already included no this isn't a, okay. all this kind of stuff so yeah i like those ones that are clear-cut here's here's the all-in if you want all-in here's all the all-in and here's and 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 have minimal and, and some companies are even better than than others i've seen yes. because aeg with uh thunderstone quest right. is probably the most confusing i've ever had and then I've had some others that do have a lot of add-ons, but it's so clear and concise. So it's not necessarily a Kickstarter problem. Right. I would say it's more no, of the campaign it's company. itself. Right. And there's nothing wrong with Eric Lang. I think he does a really good job with Blood Rage and some of his other games. It's just Simon and their strategy of adding stuff. I'm on a Facebook group, probably one of the bigger ones that trade and sell. And the amount of Kickstarter full pledges that people yeah. sell on their full package, especially... If, some recently with with Simon, it's just like okay, this happens a lot. I think a lot of people go all in and then they regret it, or they get it a year and a half later. Now they don't have much interest. That kind of stuff. The amount of yeah. times that I could have just pulled the trigger for five hundred bucks and got like all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, yep. yeah, I'm with you. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> that's the big Kickstarters. A couple others that you're kind of interested in that you want to talk about. 
Yeah, there was one talking about going all in and all that kind of stuff is Cloudspire. Uh, they're coming out mm. with a uh, new um, expansion. And yep. so with that, uh, you can jump in to the new uh, – jump in with the base game, things like that. But Ankar's Plunder uh, plus the series reprint. So that's the current uh, Cloudspire. It's, it's backed. Uh, it was a $50,000 initial pledge, and they're over – Four hundred fifty thousand dollars now. Um, it's Dang. once once this airs, it's going to be minimal days left um, on that. So, but yeah, that's the chip theory. The people who did too many bones. I love all the neoprene mats and chips and everything. But like you said, it's like six hundred and fifty dollars if you want to go all in and get all this stuff. Uh, where is it? I'm looking that up right now. But it's it's ridiculous uh, how expensive and- these guys are. And their stuff is solid. I agree. Like, oh uh, yeah, too many bones stuff. But the primary thing I have a problem with them is they only sell on their website, which yep. is their prerogative. That's yep. fine. But they sell at MSRP. Like right now, if you want the first too many bones base game, you still have to pay seventy, eighty, or it might be a hundred dollars. Oh, it's it's a hundred base game. It's a hundred. And they've released five, six, seven expansions, and they're all hundred people. Like. The get everything, the whole content of this game, it's like a thousand dollars, and you can't you can't get it. Uh, this thing, even at least with Simon, even some of their stuff with their big miniature games, eventually down the road, it's going to be cheap on miniature market on cool yep. stuff. But too many bones never will be on sale ever, yep. ever. I mean, and again, that's their decision. They can do that. But man, if if you invest in this and get Cloudspire, and then they have an expansion come out, you kind of feel like, okay, well, I. I really like the game. I kind of want to get it again. But then now you, you kind of get trapped in the system. I don't know if yep. that makes sense. That's oh, my, it does. Yep. So I, I almost don't want to even touch this just so I don't even get get into it. That's where I'm the completest of games, and I, I'm there with you. That makes it very difficult and challenging and expensive to do with the games like yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then the other, the last one is uh, Sanctuary. Yeah. It's a, uh, a card game. It looks really beautiful, the artwork on this. And it has six days to go, so when this comes out, it'll have three days left. Yep. Yeah, just it looks it looks really cool, actually. That's really not too bad of a, a, a game. I mean, you get the Kickstarter edition or the, the special uh, Kickstarter edition. It's only $42. Uh, it's, a, it's a Euro game, a Euro price, so it's around $42. And you get a lot of neat, good stuff, that, but I love the art. Love the art. Yeah, the artwork's uh, but, really neat. Yeah, it's it's a fast pace uh, card game. It's it's one to four players. There's supposed to be. I, I want to say there's there's a lot of uh, different uh, ways to play this game. Um, where was it? It's yeah, part it's of like the Kickstarter asymmetric and yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely check it out. It looks really cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So yeah, so it's, I gotta watch on that. It's two v two deck building mode. There's a solo campaign. There's a one v one campaign mode. So there's many different ways to play this. Plus the uh, the base. The box yeah. is really cool. Oh my god! The box has like a pull out drawer. Yes, in it. yes, and it holds everything. The box. The thing I like about it that that if you get the all in bundle, um, it has everything in it. The box comes with it. It holds everything right there. Uh, I mean, even the box is beautiful. It yeah, but, yeah it's really good. There's different tokens and chips, and there's a neoprene mat that comes with. There's two neoprene mats that come with it, one for you and versus uh, the other person. Things like and it's 
it looks really cool. Ugh, just debating on it. Uh, I know yeah. forty two dollars not bad. Though. No, really not. It's really not. I might, I might, I might take a gamble on this one. Uh, the last thing, yep. Nemesis comes out next. Yes, month, or maybe in the month after. I think it's May or June. It's a new standalone full version of the game that's set in Mars, but still the same Nemesis fun. Uh, aliens versus people, hidden traitor, the whole shebang. Uh, going to be new aliens, new characters, new everything. Uh, they've said it's probably not going to be as dark, like the the board. Not like dark in theme, but in color. Like the board's like black. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, but with it, they're uh, they're not going to have the they're not going to have like the the base game of Nemesis in the campaign. But as add-ons, you can add on the Kickstarter exclusive expansion and add-ons from the first one. So I'm definitely going all in on this one. I'm I love Nemesis. They've proven themselves. Uh, Mentors are awesome. I'm just gonna I'm I'm going all in on this. I'm getting everything. I I love this game. So. Uh, won't be able to get your retail copy yet, Chris. No. Uh, they did say on their right. their Facebook that it's coming here in the next couple of weeks. It got held up with the whole uh, the in China and the COVID stuff, but uh, they have a new retail copies coming, so you should be able to grab a copy and then maybe back. Yeah, this. that's what I've heard. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm gonna talk with Jimmy about this one. This is one I'm definitely what very interested in at looking at getting. And uh, uh, yeah, I missed out on Nemesis the first time <laughs> with Me that too. whole pre-order. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool that they're doing this where they can back and just get the pre, uh, uh, get the Kickstarter exclusives. I like it when they they do that when they read. It's gonna re- be re- expensive. Well, yeah, I'll I'm, tell you that. Yeah, I think the all-in on the other one was like three hundred dollars, but. I mean, you get like three full games worth of miniatures and stuff. Um, you got a whole campaign that was exclusive, which was kind of weird to make a campaign exclusive. But what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, Buy it is what gonna, you're going to do. Gonna <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, one I, of the few I'm going to do that. Yep. I'm actually making the rain right here, right now. Exactly. <laughs> Just throw that money at it. Stimulus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going a little long yep. here uh, for a short episode, but uh, yeah. So that I think that's all that's been going on. Uh, anything else, Chris? You want to hit on here before we uh, we take off? No, that w- that was basically it. There's some pretty cool kickstarters. Oh, I do want to say one of the other kickstarters I'm looking at is it's kind of outside your realm. It's uh, Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Savage Worlds are redoing the. Um, the Deadlands Reloaded. It's that weird West role playing game I really like. Um, they last year or so, yeah, a year ago, they read uh, did the Savage Worlds uh, to the Adventures uh, edition, uh, changed some, uh, tweaked some stuff, gameplay, and redid some stuff, which I really like. And uh, one of the uh, the theme that really got me into Savage Worlds RPG and is the Deadlands Reloaded. That's that weird West, and that's what I played at Origins a couple years ago. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was lots of fun. Lots of fun, so I love that. So uh, that's that's the only other one I'm really interested in checking it out, and that comes out here in another week. Cool, cool. I won't keep my eyes open. For that, but, uh, <laughs> you, no, can, you can look at my cool. copy. You can look at my yeah. copy. As there always. we go. We share. There, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been another fun week. Uh, Emily got. Some, I got Emily a bunch of games for her birthday, so I think we're gonna play some of those tonight. Uh, looking forward to that. I got her like three or four rolling rights. So, oh fun. Uh, yeah, she likes that. Also got her Copenhagen. I did pull the trigger on Isle of Cats. Uh, oh, so yeah, we got some good games. Yeah, I got Isle of Cats on sale. Yeah, so good for you. Was, That's the best way to yeah. get it. I wouldn't have paid the MSRP on that one, but uh, it's not a bad game. But you know. 
Anyway. All right. Well, uh, next week, I think Emily will be with me pending any crazy stuff for episode 51. And the week after Chris, we'll be back uh, for episode 52, our one year. Uh, We need to talk off air here and solidify some plans for uh, episode 52. But we should have some fun stuff. Keep your eyes out for that. Again, we appreciate you listening. I hope everybody is staying safe. Everybody's being smart. Hopefully uh, soon our lives can get back to normal, but we do appreciate you spending your time with us and listening. Yes. Well, until next time, I'm your host, Brian, and I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Games We Play Pod and at gamesweplaypod at gmail.com.